Welcome to the Modernist Society Podcast. I'm your host in Chicago, Eric. And I'm Jason in New York. And I was Eric in Tokyo, where I went <laughs> to a cool bar and interviewed this uh, episode's guest, guy by the name of Fifi. Fifi? Fifi who? Uh, it's kind of like a share kind of thing. Um, yeah, so just the guy he played in a band called Teen Generate in the early 90s. He's played in a bunch more bands since then. Um, we'll rattle him off in the interview, but um, and I, I kind of talk about the kind each one is. A lot of them he uh, he played. There's like three of the guys from Teen Generate, Fink mm-hmm. and Fifi, who are brothers, and then Sammy, the bass player. And they kind of have reformed in like a variety of different bands over the year. So that, uh, most recently, Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Fink is like come and gone. He's back in Firestarter now. Their first drummer, Jimbo, is back. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they have a guy named Keisuke also playing guitar because Fifi no longer does live anyway. Gotcha. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing this because I've been hearing about Fifi for years. Really? From anyone besides me? No, just from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I used to go in his bar. He has a bar in Shimokitazawa called Poor Cow. Uh, and I used to go in there regularly. It was kind of, it was mildly just out of my way home from work. Like compared to Chicago, it was on my way home from work. So mm-hmm. I would just go by and kind of hang out and bug him and ask questions and whatever. But this was the first time that I realized like I should just bring a recorder and try and have a little more structure to that. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. I'm excited because um, this also marks, you know, the first of our kind of uh, one-on-one interview format, which we'll do occasionally. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm excited in this case because I didn't actually have to do an interview. I just get to listen to it. Actually, I'm looking forward to the ones where I'm on that side of it as well. <laughs> yeah, this one, I mean, I figured if I'm in Tokyo, it was just good to talk to him in person and not try and involve a Skype Wi-Fi situation. So I think that was good. So to describe the place, um, you know, by rock bar standards, it's bigger than average. There's like five seats on one side of the bar, two on the other. But the whole rest of the room is pretty big. There's maybe five or six tables. You could probably get on a crowded night. I'm really bad at estimating crowds, but maybe 80-ish people in there. There's tons of funny stuff when I think back on this. Like one thing, um, so I didn't realize this, but I booked us a DJ night. And so first in the evening, we ran into him in town. He threw us the keys. He Mm -hmm. told us to go open the bar by ourselves, which was really fun. (laughs) He showed up. Every time a tea kettle boiled, he would pop up in the interview to go get it and make the tea that he'll serve with the drinks at night. Mm -hmm. We were going to do a DJ night that night after that. So during the interview, you can hear my wife, Mitra, warming up in the background. Um, I totally lost my train of thought, but I really felt like I had it going there and I had something I wanted to say. Uh. (laughs) Oh, the other, the one other random funny detail that I remembered was, so we were playing records for a while. I didn't realize when I booked this, it was the night before a public holiday. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty rowdy, well-attended night. I genuinely believe not to my own credit, but because it was the equivalent of a Friday night on a Wednesday. 
Um, and so after I was playing records for a while, he runs over and he puts up this fairly large red digital decibel readout meter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it, it can't go over 93 because, you know, everything <laughs> there is really small and he's yeah. on the fourth floor. And I'm sure his neighbors hate him because uh-huh. most places aren't quite that rowdy. But I realized like in between songs, I'm like, it's already 94 with no records playing. So I don't know how I'm supposed to like keep it quieter than that. So that was a fun little random thing. I don't know how much of this other stuff matters, but just if it gives some context for the interview, um, a little early on, I was kind of asking him like what what's new or what is new to him recently. And he's talking about Ram Jam, um, in particular, their second LP, Ram Jam, best known for Black Betty, but the mm-hmm. second one, is the uh, one that he's been into lately. And I was asking if he buys a lot of stuff like online or in stores, and he talks about Disunion, which is a really well-known chain of record shops there in Tokyo. Um, And yeah, it's just funny. They have like separate locations for separate genres or separate floors. So you'll go to like seventh floor punk market, third floor, you know, classic rock, you know, the three doors down is like the club soul disc union. So how does, how does world music do in Japan? I mean, I don't specifically know, but I would say that that by sheer volume of people with such a stereotypically perhaps collector mentality, Mm -hmm. there is a dedicated scene for stuff that at least in Chicago, we don't have. Mm-hmm. There's no psychobilly scene in Chicago. I mean, or it's like three guys, you know, <laughs> like, uh-huh. but there, yeah, just you name it. It's, it's thriving. You know, I was going to say that people should follow us on Twitter and Instagram, but really there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, subscribe to the podcast and maybe once or twice a year, you'll actually get one. So why not? We're not going to flood you with uh, too much material. That's for sure. <laughs> We take you now to Shimo Kitazawa to a little bar called Poor Cow for our chat with Fifi. All right. I'm sitting here in Shimo Kitazawa at a wonderful bar called Poor Cow with the owner and operator, Fifi. You may know him from many bands, such as Embarek and Soul Spider, Team Generate, Tweezers, Maybe not Scum City, Firestarter. <laughs> Did I forget any? Uh, yesterday, once more. Oh, of course. Maybe. Yeah, we saw them last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, very So, uh, my first question you buy a lot of records. What's something recently that you discovered or that got you really, that you're really excited mm. about now? Mm. Anything but, anything but, uh, it's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even more. Uh, uh, recent, recent bands, rock and roll. The what, most important thing. What's something within that you bought within like one or two weeks? Like hmm? recently? Mm-hmm. Last week or two weeks ago? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm really interested in. Uh, uh, I started to like, started to like uh, bands from uh, 70s American hard rock bands, mm-hmm. 70s American. The bands like Ram Jam, you know, Ram Jam. Yeah. What's the most famous song? Uh, the, not maybe a Black Betty. Yeah, Black yeah. Betty Man, that was a cover song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, originally done by the Red Billy. Okay. The folks. Red Billy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't hear about the Black Betty. The, the second album, 
it's much much uh much better than, than the first album mm-hmm. uh, more hard rock local hard rock and uh, the bands like the gods you know the gods g-o-d-z g-o-d-z they are from ohio mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe they are from columbus or something and, uh, yes they they, they sound something like a kiss or really mild mild kiss mild version Recently, yeah, yeah, the, the, the most, most nah, yeah, yeah, now I'm really into the 70s American hard rock bands. Nice. Rock and roll, less blues, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. We talked a little about this. You mentioned discogs. Do you mostly buy stuff like in stores in Japan or mostly online? How, how do you? Ah, this game. Yeah. This game. <laughs> and they go abroad and they buy everything and bring it to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Amazing. And if you, if you, uh, I learned some great Japanese jacket guy. So you <laughs> buy it because the cover looks like maybe it's good. Yeah. And you, you'll buy stuff yeah. just because it might be good. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't like it, what do you do with those records? Um, I keep it in my apartment, mm-hmm. in a box. Mm-hmm. Now, now I have like uh, 20 boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, when the, maybe 10 years, 10 years later, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but maybe I, I can, I can like the band. I can, how do you say? We need a yes mm-hmm. to like the band. Yeah. So so I I I don't sell I don't sell it. Uh, I just keep it. Yeah. Because maybe you'll appreciate it later. <laughs> yeah. you change appreciate your it. Yes. opinion. Yes. Yes. Just like Ramjan. <laughs> just like the gods. Uh, Ten years ago, mm, so good. But now, mm-hmm. I really love them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Of course, some some things it took me some time, and I always remember like oh, if you don't like it now, you know, maybe <laughs> in the future yeah, you'll yeah. feel differently. So, um, way back to when you were like a child, like six years old. Uh, sorry, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I enjoy background noises. I like hearing Mitra DJ <laughs> and the tea kettle boil. It's cool. It it's, gives you the atmosphere of workhouse. It's nice. Uh, when you were really young, like six years old or eight years old or ten, um, what was like? What made you really excited about music or rock music way back mm-hmm. when you were that young? Mm, I didn't like music when I was so young, like hmm. seven. I started like music when I was a junior high school kid, like 12, 13. Hmm. Yeah. And what were the f- some of the first records that made you like uh, music? Maybe Suzy Quattro, uh-huh. because I'm really old. So the Suzy Quattro, she, she was so popular in Japan back in the 1970s. And she'd been, uh, she, she'd been on a Japanese TV commercial 
sake, Japanese sake. Cool. Yeah. And she covered the song from Sweeney Todd. You know Sweeney Todd? The oh. Canadian band. Oh, okay. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd? Yeah, they covered the song uh, just for that commercial. Yeah. And I buy that one. I bought that one. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> I never would have known that. Um, so for me, I was born in 1975, mm. so in the late 1980s, I wanted to hear cool, strange, underground music, yeah. but at that time, everything I could find was like very serious, political, uh, hardcore, yeah. and not very fun. Mm. So for me, in the early 90s, when I finally heard uh, rip-offs, Devil Dogs, Ingenerate, yeah. Yuban Turks, Registrators. Yeah. I felt like, oh, like, you can be, like, cool and wild and yeah, have yes, fun. Yeah. How did Team Generate decide that, that that's the, their style? Ah. Well, you know the band, our band called American Soul Spiders. Mm -hmm. We are really into, uh, then we are really into Detroit, Detroit work, mm -hmm. at Stooges MC5, or, and, uh, we try to imitate the sound, mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, we really into Australian punk rock bands called the Radio Birdman. You know, the Radio Birdman was um, inspired by MC5, so so we try to imitate. Also, we try to imitate Radio Birdman too, but you know, their songs was so complicated. Uh -huh. It's hard to hard to play. Mm -hmm. uh, we are not good good musicians, so it's, it was really hard to play. And when when we saw David Dogs, when we saw David Dogs, no, when we listened to the David Dogs album, how do you say? They're easy, just three chord rock and roll, but very fun and uh, fun to play and fun to listen, you know. And everything was perfect. I felt, I felt, mm, everything was perfect. So we changed our style, more, how do you say, easy, easy, mm -hmm. easy, and uh, say. Easy, easy, to, easy to play punk rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did it very well to this day. Everybody loves Team uh, Generate. Um, one more story you told me about at least one Team Generate tour in America. The way that you would find record stores, pick from the phone booth. Yeah. Can you? Please tell me again the way you would, you would do that. So, so, so. <clears throat> when we go to, we tour the states for two months, for example, and uh, we went to uh, different cities every day and did a show. And when we arrived the city, the first thing we did was uh, to go to a tele went to a telephone booth and find how do you say. Uh, Telephone book, how do you say? Telephone book, phone book, book. Yeah, phone book, phone book, and that record section and tour, tour them. And there was a address, you know, so so and went to record store. <laughs> it was easy. Easiest way was to find record store in every in every city. Yeah. That's a great story. That's very fun. I enjoy it. Um, and then it, I think the tweezers started on at, at the same time you were doing both tweezers and team generate. Yeah, yeah, uh, two years, two years, 
almost like a traditional salaryman type job before. <laughs> Did you used to have like a traditional salaryman type job? Uh-huh. And then you quit to say, I'm going to just do a, a rock bar. But that's unusual in Japan. How did you just make that decision? Uh, uh, I was hired, hired, some kind of hired by a company mm-hmm. 16 years ago. And, and I tried to find a new job. Nothing. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why. Oh, great. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and then it seems like Porkow has like many Japanese regulars, like uh-huh. rock band guys who live here and come every night. But it's pretty popular with foreign tourists also. Were you surprised that so many foreigners want yeah. to come to Porkow? Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Americans, Australians. <laughs> People from Spain. It's a guy from Norway last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. But Australia, America, Spain. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. Top three. Big three. Top three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. And um, I have one last question, and then I'm hoping you'll maybe look at our records and give me your opinion. But I wanted to ask you, you're very, um, I don't know, open. Like if I ask you, Fifi, can I do a DJ night? Can I do an interview? Blah blah. You just go all okay. So, what's your like? What do you have some like philosophy for life? Philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Not just easygoing. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I like it. Well, thanks. Such a great song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are yours? Um, um, I think these are all your records still. Should we throw like her records? No, 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 no. Oh, these, yeah. So I was hoping you'd look at these and do a really quick, like, great, don't care, bad. Fast, fast. Oh, yeah. I like looking. Yay. <laughs> so good. It, well, you taught you taught us that one, so I know you like that one. I guess it's so good. Innocence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The best one. Bittersweet Alley is the best? From them. Best one from them. Oh, the best one from them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good? Can I take a look? My Master eyes are hurt. Oh. Sure. I bet you know it. Uh, Untouchables? Pistol Whip. <laughs> no? Pistol Whip? This is the band. Yeah, pistol. No, I don't. I don't know. Where you know? are they from? Ah, uh, this. These are all Mitras, actually. I don't know that. Mitras? Yeah. Yes. Vibrations, Rudy, or something. No. Oh, that's the cover. Pistol, ah, I just a lip sleeve. Games up. <laughs> yes, it's a great song. I think so too. I don't know. Oh, great. Yeah, cool title. <laughs> yeah. I am a classic. Yes, the classic. Only yes. 
Also Chicago. You know, there's a famous band called Ministry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they're like before Ministry. Right? Really, the drummer and really? a couple guys. Wow. Fool's Face. Fool's Face. Yeah. I recently bought that from my friend, so wow. I was very happy. Wow. Yeah, good. Cool. Thank you. Sure. Thanks a lot. Finished recording. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. That was great. Very patient. Sorry about that.